Hey, alrighty. How's it going, Randy? Pretty good. Oh, and how is it going? It's going pretty good. Um, so yeah, thanks for asking. Um, all right. So this is officially everyone, uh, my first podcast episode ever um, on Let's Get Down to Business. Um, so here, I have my good friend and actual colleague from a couple of years back. We both went to the same college, Randy. Um, so Randy, um, why don't you give, just give like a quick introduction? Um, to the audiences that are tuning in that will tune into this episode of course yeah i mean um thank you for having me here today um so hello everyone mm-hmm. my name is uh, randy pimentel i am currently a second year nba student concentrating in marketing at ucr's a gary anderson school of management awesome awesome cool randy um so yeah i know that you mentioned you know you're in your second year of your mba um, so yeah, how has your experience been so far um, in the MBA program at UCR? Of course, yes. So um, thus far, uh, the MBA program at school has been uh, quite an experience. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say I'm definitely getting a lot more out of it than when I was uh, an undergraduate here for four years um, within the first year that I've um, been in this program. Of course, it comes with the challenges of uh, when the pandemic hit and Everything had to be shifted online. Um, mm-hmm. Before then, like I would say I was heavily involved. I still am to the degree that we are allowed to be uh, under these conditions. But um, yes, I would say the in-person experience when we did have it was definitely one of the more enjoyable and um, I would say insightful experiences I've had in life so far. Mm, cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, and also, I know that you know, since the transition for education institutions, you know, from K through 12 um, and college um, going online. So um, how has uh, basically online learning uh, due to COVID affected kind of your MBA experience? Um, have you adapted to any kind of like difficulties with online learning? Because um, I know like a lot of people, especially the younger ones, um, have difficulty, you know, not being in person and really being with their friends and getting that enriching learning experience um, as opposed to like an online program. Um, I don't know what you have to say for that. Of course, yes. Well, definitely the online uh, format is very different from the in-person experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I, for one, am not a big fan at all of the online format. Uh, In fact, I really wish whenever possible, whenever it's the safest that we can get back to in-person learning as soon as possible because the thing about the MBA program here at least is that it's more of the experiences and the opportunities that you're given um, and it just kind of goes beyond the classroom and the fact that we can't have it right now is um, of course pretty disappointing Um, I mean there's obviously right now we don't really have an option we have to be online in order to keep everyone safe Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I look, yes, I would say that school is doing everything that they can to make this the most uh, enjoyable and insightful experience with the limitations that we do have. But of course, um, I could arguably say that there is no way that online format will ever match with the in-person experience. Um, mm. um, going off your question of like how I had to adapt, I would say it's not that challenging of a um of adapting to because really when you get used to zoom and you kind of shift your mind towards the online format of things um 
it's basically just hopping on into a class on Zoom, um, mm -hmm. sitting in there for lecture, um, participating as you normally would in person classes. I would say the only difference is you don't have, of course, that like person to person interaction you normally would. I would say that the MBA experience or just like the school experience in general goes beyond just the classroom. Um, I would remember that when we would kind of, uh, after, during the breaks uh, in between the hours that we would be in the classes, because classes are about three hours long, right? So at yeah. the hour and a half mark, yes, we would have breaks. And I remember like during those 10 minutes, you just kind of go outside for a bit, take a breather, chat with a few friends. It's small moments like that during the MBA program um, that I like really enjoyed because the networking that kind of goes with it, you build these relationships with people that you're going to be taking the classes with for two years. And um, I would say, yeah, like you don't get a whole lot of that in Zoom lectures. Usually it's just like, okay, you're in the classes, you take your break, you get like a sandwich or something to eat before the class starts again. And then that's kind of it. Um, mm. Cool. Yeah. And I definitely, um, you know, agree with you that I feel like um, an in-person experience, not just like an MBA, um, but for just like education or, you know, whatever programs or requires learning. Um, definitely, I think the in-person is more enriching because you get to interact more with people. And um, that's why I personally, you know, decided to um, kind of like wait to do a MBA program or a master's program because of that in-person experience. Like I don't, I don't feel like, you know, doing something online, although it is, you know, enriching in some areas, I feel like it's very limited um, to what extent you can like actually, um, you know, interact with people um, and also just do things that um, is, I think is more like, you know, on, on the spot and just like um, kind of quick as opposed to like online learning where communications kind of probably has to be adjusted a lot faster. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, I don't know if you agree with that. No, I, I really do. Like, I mean, don't get me <laughs> wrong either. There's definitely the perks of having online um, like lectures <laughs> or just the whole online experience in general. Um, I know that many people do work while they're taking their MBA programs or any master's programs for that matter. So just kind of cutting the commute time, like having the, the hassle of going from your house to the physical classroom. <laughs> That's one benefit yeah. of being online. I would say <laughs> you probably have a little more time on your hands because of that and other challenges you would face in person. However, uh, yeah, like I would say it still wouldn't really replace the in-person experience in general just because um, even though you do have to commute and do things uh, in person that's kind of challenging to your work schedule or just... <laughs> Commute time normally, no one ever really likes, of course. No one has to deal with traffic and all <laughs> yeah. that. But I would say, like, the experiences you deal with other, um, when you're with your fellow coworkers and your cohort um, members, it's really irreplaceable. It really is because um, just kind of building that relationship with them. And I know it's especially going to be hard for the incoming students, the first years who have not yet gotten to meet anyone. It's kind of easier for us who have already been in person. We already know people. So we know who to go to. We know who to talk with. We know 
uh, who is good in group projects and who probably needs a little bit more of a push to get um, going. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, as the vice president of our student association, me and our other presidential candidates are doing our best to try to make this uh, engagement as flawless and as best as possible. Uh, we're really trying to engage these new students and trying to get them to interact with one another, even though we're limited to online format. And that in itself mm -hmm. is a, a, quite a challenge if you want me to go more into detail with that later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Y yeah. So you, uh, you mentioned that you're um, the vice president of student associations, correct? Yes, correct. Cool. Um, is there um, anything else that you're kind of involved with in the MBA program? Um, and how has your experience been being a vice president in the student association? Oh, yes, of course. So currently, other than my duties as vice president, I'm also the uh, graduate teaching assistant for an undergrad class. In this case, it's the business writing and communications class. And I, I don't know if you remember how difficult that class was when we were undergrads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know. And um, I would say, yeah, uh, so far, I've only been the teaching assistant officially for about three days. Um, uh, that in itself right now is kind of an adjustment to make as well, especially when you're teaching online and you just have that stress of, oh, is my Zoom going to work properly? Or are my students mm -hmm. going to have that same learning experience that they would have had if we were in person? Um, so that's kind of another challenge is not just as a student, but also as a teacher and just trying your best to make sure that your students are still getting that quality of learning that you wish you would have had in person. And that's kind of the, one of the challenges I'm navigating right now through this weekend and this coming week where I will hold my first discussions. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, cool, interesting. I know just to follow up on your point that you mentioned, um, the challenges of you know keeping students engaged in than like an online setting. Yes. Um, so um, has your um, kind of like your peers in the MBA program kind of experienced or um, kind of had the same frustrations of uh, the online setting where it's like, oh, I feel like this is going to be really difficult to adjust to. And I feel like I'm not going to be as fulfilled uh, during this program. Yes. I don't know if your, your peers <laughs> experienced this. <laughs> the same frustrations that I imagine I would. Oh, yes. Uh, if I was your fellow uh, peer doing the same program. No, I agree. Yes. Um, so actually, a lot of my fellow classmates and friends, they all shared the same frustrations of not being able to be in person. I feel like most of us mm -hmm. are in that kind of acceptance stage where we just kind of like, okay, this is it is what it is by now. Um, there's nothing we can really do about mm -hmm. it. We can only hope that things will get better and that we can have that chance to be in person at least for one more quarter before we graduate. I know myself, I really am hoping for that much. Um, I feel like it's a lot to ask for at this point, but like I will be extremely mm. happy if we can do our spring quarter in person. Um, mm. But yeah, um, I mean, believe it or not, there are also those few people in the class who do prefer this online setting. And like I said, it's mostly the people who already work and they kind of have to make time for commutes and just trying to get to and from class, making it through the day. So it's good on them. They themselves, uh, the few people who do um, prefer this method, 
however, I would feel like most people share the same view as you. Mm. They would prefer it on in person. Yeah, especially it makes things easier.、Mm. Cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.、Um, so yeah, just、mm. moving on to another question I have is:、um, I know that you you go to UCR,、um, so how is the basically the UCR School of Business? Adjusted the way it operates during the school year. Now that most learning and other activities during the school year have to be kind of online, like what kind of like major shifts and what kind of like logistical,、um, you know, logistical coordination that they had to undertake. I don't, I don't know if you can speak about that、um, yeah. from the people who actually like work in the office.、Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a good question because I myself don't really work in like advising or I'm not. Actually, a faculty member,、mm-hmm. but from my own observation and what I've had so far, I guess I could say that、um, the transition into online learning has gotten better since the spring quarter. I know that teachers were only given pretty much a week at that time to shift everything online, and that in itself was a challenge.、Uh, the good thing about universities is that Zoom lectures are somewhat already of a norm for some schools, so. Unlike K through twelve schools, where they basically have to try and navigate and see how this will work out, it's pretty much a given to us.、Um, I would say that right now it's definitely yeah a lot better than it was in spring quarter, and the fact that teachers and other faculty have gotten used to、uh, and like have made the adjustments over the summer to make sure that they can host their class classrooms and. Courses in a way that they can best conduct it online.、Um, like I said, I personally have not have a class yet that wasn't my t-、uh, teaching assistant class. I would say that I would.、Um, things have definitely gotten better in that aspect. Yeah, where they can、um, kind of hold online classes without the stress of trying to figure things out.、Mm. Interesting, and yeah, I know. We all like we've been mentioning、um, so far now, like the stress of just like online classes and everything, and just the way you know the way that specifically not just the business school, but you know every other department. I imagine within UCR having to change a couple of things.、Um, so I guess that leads me into my next question: Is that how do you think、um, COVID will affect your graduation experience?、Mm-hmm. Um, And basically, you know, the next stage after another degree, like looking for opportunities and you know just your career. Now that everything's going on right now, I don't know if it's like it will affect in the short term or just like you know long term for you know specifically you and other students as well. I can imagine it will drastically affect how they approach to finding you know opportunities and what's basically next after I graduate from an MBA program. <laughs> That's actually a question a lot of us are asking, and、uh, I agree with you that <laughs> I agree with you that like this is definitely going to be probably the most challenging part of our、uh, like careers and just next step in general in life.、Um, so, in terms of the actual graduation experience, like I said, I'm hoping that by spring things will have already gotten better. That you know, like better treatments and even vaccines are widely available by then. I don't know. I can't predict anything. But that's like my hope, of course.、Um, so, 
I'm still holding on to the hope that spring quarter is at least in person to some degree, at least. Um, and if any graduation ceremony can be held, uh, I know that this past year we couldn't hold in-person graduations. I'm hoping that's not going to be the case this year as again. But it really depends on how things, you know, uh, play out as compared to this past year that we've experienced. So I will predict that we will have to some degree uh, a graduation in person. I hope so. But I can't say for sure, of course. I feel like this year has just been a question of like what what's going to happen. Uh, no one ever has a clear answer. But and in terms of like after graduation, I would try my best and starting in January or as early as possible, trying to look for jobs and opportunities out there before you graduate. I feel like it'll get harder as you kind of push it aside. Um, and of course, I'm going to rely on my network as well. I think the perk of me being as involved as I am in campus now and just in the AGSM community in general will hopefully lead me to people who know other people who can land me a pretty good uh, uh, position after graduation. Mm. So that's my hope. And of course, continuing to build my resume and just my experiences while I'm here. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, that's definitely sounds great. Um, and I know that you mentioned, you know, a lot of uncertainty with the um, kind of like graduation, um, you know, not being the, able to hold it in person or um, kind of like having to do another online graduation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, um, I want to touch up on another point, I guess, is uncertainty. I would say that um, a lot of uncertainty coming on for, especially this year, not that the winter is coming, mm-hmm. um, especially in the economy and the job market. Um, so how do you feel um, about the uncertainty, the way that, you know, companies will look at um, recent graduates or, you know, recent graduates like undergraduates or MBA students um in particular um so how do you think um companies will adjust to this um kind of like uncertainty that's coming up for people that are graduating now that this is kind of like our big first year experiencing uh covid um how do you think companies are preparing um in terms of like their hiring process and what they look for and just specifically since we're talking about like you know the MBA kind of program, just MBA students um, um, in general. And we can, if you want to touch upon uh, undergraduate business students as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly believe I can touch up on the MBA uh, experience. Uh, I I wouldn't know Mm -hmm. how to really explain for undergraduate students, even though I've already kind of experienced how hard it is to find a job after graduating with a bachelor's degree. Um, yeah, that's actually a good question and one I would even find tough to answer because like like all other years and on a given normal year, companies usually find uh, find potential candidates that kind of align with their own mission statements and their company culture. I don't believe that that's really changed even with the pandemic. They probably have gotten stricter on how many they can take in though because as you mentioned, the uh, instability of like the economic uh, situation right now, it's really tough to see who's hiring and who's just kind of playing it safe and keeping the people that they have 
or even people that they're laying off. It's, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety around that aspect of the hiring processes after graduating and just kind of people in my position where after graduating, we are trying our best to find that one company that will accept us even just for like a couple of years so we can gain experience and kind of work our way up from there. Um, I would say that students are probably going to look more towards settling for companies that will take them in for the first few years, because at this point, anyone who is hiring them is a good opportunity. Um, I feel like that's always even been the case in normal years, but especially more so this year. Um, I mean, of course, we're going to try to find positions in the bigger, well-known companies but if we can't, as at this point, I don't, I don't believe being picky is the exactly the smartest thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting that you mentioned that, um, you know, companies still, you know, obviously companies still looking for candidates. Obviously, they're still going to look at the things like, oh, your experience um, within the program and like what you did. Um, and also, how did you like kind of like stand out? Um, and you know, some of them or like a majority of companies actually um, probably have to make changes um, to like their hiring process now due to uh, COVID. Like you mentioned, you know, uh, are we going to keep some people or like what kind of sizing or staff sizing that we want to keep, um, which brings leads me kind of in another interesting question is how do you think um, that um, graduate programs or just like education admissions um, is going to be affected by this? Like, how are they going to, um, like, take a new approach to kind of um, the way they look at prospective students? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to touch upon that. Oh, I definitely can. And the funny thing that you mentioned yeah. is that many people, because of this pandemic, are actually applying more to graduate programs than they have in previous years. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I, I can tell you now that the School of Business at UCR has accepted the most students that it has in a long time. I think they said we've accepted around close to approximately 600 students. Um, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that number. But I can check again. <laughs> but point is, it's a lot of students and even more than we had in the previous year where there was only like a few hundred of us that were accepted and they've even accepted way more domestic students than they have in the past as well. So um, I would say admissions not really affected as much as you would expect because many of these schools have dropped the GRE, GMAT, other uh, requirements to, um, for the, the, the test you would normally take to get into graduate schools. They either dropped it or waived it to some degree. Now they only replaced it with an interview that they have to take. Uh, so they know that many students are going to apply to grad- graduate schools this year than they would in previous years because of how the job market is like right now. Um, so I guess that's one benefit that came from this is as the job market is not as great, the school admissions are getting more Um yeah, that's. I guess that's all I can really say about that right now. Um, I'm not sure if the retention of keeping students this year is going to be good, uh, like as well as because uh, you know how most schools tuition has either increased or has not even decreased whatsoever. 
So that may affect the retention of students who may decide to take a gap year or just take a gap quarter. And that in itself is also going to be a challenge as well. Interesting. Yeah, there's yeah, there's two points that you actually mentioned that are pretty um, I want to touch upon. Um, I know that you mentioned, you know, stu- um, the graduate, specifically, uh, you said UCR uh, just dropped the GMAT and GRE, correct? Um, um, kind of uh, requirements? Waived it, yes. Wait, wait, sorry. Yeah, waived it. Yeah. Um, that is interesting because, um, you know, aside from graduate school, um, I've been hearing that, you know, the Cal States, specifically for undergraduate admissions, so this applies to anyone besides business, um, and the undergraduate side, that they're planning to waive the SAT and other things. I don't know, you know, you you don't quote me on that either, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're thinking about changing, you know, the undergraduate admissions kind of process, whether they require an SAT or ACT, or um, they're going to just be looking at grades specifically, or they have to submit something else. So that's, you know, that's very interesting. Um, what admissions is going to look like uh, for education. Um, and I, I want to touch upon, I guess, before we move on to your kind of like specific MBA experience, um, you mentioned student retention. I know I, I agree with you and it's a fact mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people like going back to the online learning thing, like, you know, some people might, you know, I wouldn't say fed up with this, but they're like, Oh, I don't think this is for me. Like I'd rather, you know, take a safe bet and save, um, on my financial kind of burden and just, you know, not do the program. Yeah. Um, since you, you mentioned that tuition is still kind of like still high, um, this is not an in-person program. So I feel like they're not getting the full experience. Um, yeah. So, you know, the student retention is a very interesting thing you mentioned yes. of like, let's see how that goes. Um, Cause this is just the beginning, uh, correct. Of just like graduate programs and undergraduate programs, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, going to be an interesting thing to figure out. It, it really <laughs> is, happen. yes. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like especially talking about the tuition increases and stuff and just the opinions on that, that in itself is a controversial topic. Uh, I personally would not really touch on my own opinions on it, but you definitely, yeah. <laughs> you definitely can't deny that it will be a factor this year of who will decide to stay for this year and who will decide to take a gap year until things like become better and back in person. So it's really a lot of unknowns and things to watch out for this coming year. And like, I've had even my own classmates debating that. um, And it's just been a wild ride from there. Interesting. Yeah, man, that's a a lot to take in. Yeah. (laughs) That we're talking about like, you know, COVID and just like online learning. All right, cool. So I guess not moving on to the brighter yeah, side, I okay. guess, of things is, um, yeah, I just want to talk about, you know, your kind of experience to finish up here. Um, you said you're concentrating in, what What are you concentrating yeah, in? Yeah, concentrating in marketing. Cool, interesting. And why did you choose that uh, concentration uh, for the MBA uh, program? Yes, so um, in my undergraduate, I concentrated in the finance, right? And I figured out that that <laughs> path is not for me. Um, I'm not a numbers guy. I math is not my favorite subject in the world um but i do like marketing because just kind of that whole topic and uh subject is just more interesting to me because 
it allows you to be a lot more creative. It allows you to kind of get mm. to know consumers on a deeper level and how they think. I feel like I learn a lot more from marketing classes than I would in other classes. Not to say that I don't learn from finance or accounting, but it's definitely not a path that I would take personally. I'd rather take the more creative path of uh, marketing. Now, that's not to say that marketing is easy because it's not. Um, there's a whole lot of mm -hmm. analytics that are also involved with marketing that um, I myself didn't know coming in, but it's quite interesting to see how that plays out and works. And I feel like mm -hmm. with the environments, because of the pandemic is becoming more online and digital, that digital marketing has become more of the source that companies are using now, especially since consumers seem to be buying more online or using online formats to purchase items and services. So just kind of learning digital marketing and how so the power of social media behind it is pretty interesting in that fact. Um, especially I did an internship this past uh, year of involving digital marketing and the use of social media. Mm -hmm. Interesting, cool. Um, yeah, I know you mentioned that. Um, obviously, yeah, and like I just want to touch on this for a little bit. Um, analytics is such a big part now, um, just like for every field almost, um, marketing, finance, or just like other, like even the social sciences are, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of um, using analytics in very interesting uh, ways. Um, and I know, like, yeah, it's, analytics is becoming like a huge thing, and I feel like it's just going to explode uh this year um like for like even like social um enterprises or nonprofits use a lot of analytics in their work to inform kind of like their decisions um yes so um you, you mentioned you did a um internship uh right and how was that experience sorry i uh, repeat that question oh yeah yeah um you mentioned you did an internship uh correct and how was that experience? yes so um i did my internship with a riverside company called vanguard dynamics it is the uh mm -hmm. it's basically a luxury home audio uh, company that creates these uh, speakers and um smart devices that work with your alexa um so that experience was pretty good because i got to learn a lot more about digital marketing and just how the world of luxury home audio is like um so just kind of seeing how Instagram, Facebook, and other media, social media outlets kind of reaches uh, potential consumers, it's really interesting to see how that plays out and just the kind of marketing tactics that work and don't work as well. Um, just when the best, such as when the best times to post Instagram posts are and when more people are likely to be online and seeing these uh, posts of yours. I think it's really cool that we get to utilize social media for that specific uh, purpose um, and just trying to get more people to engage and get, um, get them to know what our product is and what it's about. And hopefully at the end of the day, we get a you know potential customer that may purchase the products. Yeah. Cool. cool yeah thanks for you know sharing your experience um just to wrap up here um to, you know two more questions yeah. is that um 
uh, in your opinion, why should um, someone do an MBA in general? I know that, you know, we're in the time of coronavirus, yeah. but just in general, I'm talking about like, why should someone um, from undergraduate um, that is considering doing an MBA mm-hmm. or not? Um, in your opinion, um, if you could like, I guess you could say persuade or convince somebody like why an MBA is worth it. Um, just uh, in your opinion, why, why do you think an MBA is such a fulfilling experience? Yes, that, that is a great question. So in my opinion, I feel like people who are considering joining an MBA program should do it because not so much for the classes and what you learn in class, although that may play a big part of it. Unless you went to UCR, you'll pretty much be taking the similar classes that you did in undergrad for your core requirements. Um, I would say it's a lot more different with the um, with your concentration courses. Those are more focused, and you definitely learn more from those than you did from undergrad. Um, I would say the main reason why I would join is because of the experiences in general. I would say in the first year of my MBA program, I got a lot more out of it, and I was a lot more involved with it than the four years that I did of undergrad at UCR. The great thing about the MBA program or other master's programs in the School of Business is that you work with a cohort. So it's basically the class of 200 or so students that you will all basically be in the same classes together throughout the two years you're there. And because of that, your relationships and network can grow a lot more personal and a lot more effective and uh what do you call that? I'm trying to find the correct word to say this. Um, a lot more meaningful than the hundreds of students that you would be working with in undergrad. You kind of just go to class and you go home. That's it. Um, that's not the case in the MBA program, I would argue, because, because your class is a lot more small and concentrated as compared to undergrad. You would be seeing more of your classmates on a daily. You become more comfortable with them. I would say the conversations and engagement that you have in the MBA program is a lot more uh, meaningful and a lot more effective than undergrad classes are because there's so few of you and you're all very familiar with each other. Just the engagement is a lot more flawless and um, it's, I would say, easier as well too to get to know more people. And I would say because of that, getting to know even faculty and staff is a lot easier as well because they're just so accessible. Every day I walk into the School of Business building, I would greet my advisors because they're just kind of there in their offices and they seem to know everyone as long as you're actually actively going out of your way to um, be involved and be engaged in the School of Business you'll find that it's a lot more than just a school. It's a family, you know? And that's one of the major things I miss about being in person is just being able to see everyone in class and um, just kind of getting close with everyone, whether it's through the events that we share through Student Association or the networking and um, kind of professional development we get from the Ambassadors Program. There's so much you can do in the School of Business that I would never have thought of doing in undergrad. And... I'd say those moments are the ones that cannot be replaced, cannot be replicated in the undergraduate's uh, experience. So if you were like me in undergrad where you did not have a whole lot of experience or you were just not involved at all, 
then I would say try to make up those four years of basically um, not doing as much as you hoped you could in the two years that you would do in the NBA program. I would guarantee you it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, just that sounds, you know, very kind of like appealing to me, especially for somebody's perspective, a uh, master's student, um, you know, just that, you know, kind of like more um, close personal relationships as opposed to a huge number in undergraduate where sometimes you don't even get to meet um, some of the people there. And, you know, there's some aspects, you know, in smaller classes that I had in information systems um, where I just had to work on group projects. I feel like that was the most like rewarding experience, just me and like three of my classmates that had to work on a project. And that, that was like the th- same three classmates that I had for like, two or three consecutive classes like during my senior year kind of so it's very just like rewarding just getting to you know know and bond with them and cool so um yeah just to finish up here uh last question is what should an mba student do to have a fulfilling experience during the mba program and to clarify that is um is it like is whether that be getting involved or you know other things that MBA students can like partake in when doing the program to have like a very rewarding experience. Of course, yes. So I think I've mentioned some of these points in the last uh, question, but I'm definitely going to go over them in more detail and in depth because I feel like this is a very important question to address. Um, so as I've mentioned, get involved. You know, um, these are the students that you will be working with for the next two years. Um, so you might as well get to know them now and try to establish good friendships and relationships with these people because you know this is going to be your network for the rest of your uh career and um going forward after graduating i would safely say that i'm definitely going to stay connected with these people for as long as possible and like even though we all come from different backgrounds and different countries because there's a lot of international presence in the program as well it's just really nice to have that um kind of social support and network with you um not only that i would say um get to know your faculty and staff as well because they're readily available for you they're a good resource to kind of utilize and um and to speak with if you're just having trouble in like academic or personal life um i know that i go and talk to my advisors as much as possible because they're just really cool people in general, too, if you're just talking to them on a personal basis. Um, so you have that working relationship with them as well as your classmates. They're more likely to want to help you and do stuff for you while you, in return, help them with things that you do. It's a give and take, you know, like any good relationship. Like, you should always be willing to offer as much as they are willing to offer to you. Um, I would say also another way to be successful in the MBA program, speaking more on the academic side, is to, uh, of course, like, get to know your people. Uh, As I've mentioned, um, relationships are not just important in, like, the professional setting, but it's also important in the academic setting. Uh, The more you get to know who works best with you for group projects or study groups, the better off you are because the MBA program doesn't have to be hard academically. Um, if you're 
able to study with a certain amount of a certain group of people that you can rely on and trust that they will help you and you will help them then you should have no problem getting a's and just passing your classes um, as long as you're putting in the work um, so i would say group work very important for the mba program especially good practice for the business setting in the real world um i've I definitely did better academically because I did study groups and I worked with people that I work very well with. Um, even though it's challenging online, you still can set up Zoom study dates with people and they should be effective ways to get you through the college experience here in the MBA program. So I guess my main point of that is involvement and networking. Those two will be your main kind of pointers to get you through the MBA program. All right. Yeah, that sounds, you know, some really good advice there. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much um, wraps up our first episode. Everyone, uh, let's get down to business. Uh, featuring my first guest on this podcast, Randy. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for your time, Randy. And I hope you good luck with the rest of the school year now that everything's uh, pretty much online. Of course, still. Owen. And thank you for having me again. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, everyone, stay tuned for more episodes coming um, eventually or soon. Um, so, yeah, uh, hope everyone has a good day out there. Mm-hmm.